All right, so the first thing that happens is like they show up in a Minneapolis, which is where she lives. Mm-hmm. And it's all a bunch of propaganda for Minneapolis. Like, first of all, it's summer, so it's totally fucking unfair. And like, she takes these guys around town, it's summer, and there's sports going on. And she's like throwing the first pitch at the baseball games and unrealistic shit. Mm-hmm. And then she takes a guy to a lake and she's like, Don't you love this lake? This is where all my summers are. I'm going to have a house on the lake. She does not mention what it's like in winter. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Also, how many fucking sports do we play in this episode? Uh, two. <laughs> Those ba- very direct. Basketball and baseball. Isn't there a football part with some Vikings? They go oh, to the football yeah. field, but they don't yeah. play football. They do historical. Well, not football field. The football stadium. The Vikings stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go to the football court. And they throw a fucking pitch. It wasn't just any lake, though. It was the Lake Minnetonka. Just the lake that Prince threw a young lady in in the movie Purple Rain. Historic. Historic lake. Super historic. Uh, (laughs) She even made a joke to Nate. Like, if I fall in the water, uh, you're being sent home. Like, is she keeping Martin? Like, does Martin have, like, a huge dick in his pants? I don't know why she's keeping him. The guy with, like, the weird hair. He says misogynistic things. Oh, yeah. It's all bullshit. It's a false timeline. Anyway, the date with Joe. There's been some controversy with Joe because um, I guess she had met him before. And then he ghosted her. Nice. Which is what happens. Like, And his excuse was like, uh, oh, yeah, there were a bunch of murders outside of my property all the time. And it was really stressful. So I just didn't want to fucking flirt with you on messenger anymore okay yeah i feel like that's valid anyway they go on the state he they just swim in each other's eyes he talks about his sports injury oh yeah because that's the biggest thing about him Hmm. um he looks like he's at a job interview and uh they cry a lot on this show everybody yeah, you it's gotta get right into it. Emotional. You gotta get vulnerable as fuck, dude. I don't. <laughs> it makes me not like any of the people on the show. Yeah, why? Because it's unnecessary, and it comes in moments that I don't see. Like, why? She's like, I just need to know more about you. Then he's just like, I got a screw in my foot, and I thought about ending it. Like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the escalation. <laughs> it's this weird game of one-upsmanship. It's definitely yeah. suffering Olympics for yeah. sure. Yeah, you can have a regular date without. I've been on dates before. <laughs> I don't feel like anything like that touches me so emotionally that I need to cry about it. it. Comes out in like the first date. Well, which date? Which date do you do it on? I I try and avoid it throughout the relationship <laughs> if I can. <laughs> what about you, Corridor? Oh uh, yeah, I just I just start right right away with the uh, with the trauma. Yeah. Well, no. It's just, I don't know, it's hard to say because I don't talk at all uh, (laughs) to anybody. (laughs) Yeah, I would say probably second date. Second date. Second date we're crying. Emotional trauma, second date? Yeah, that's that's how you get to fuck. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's true. Because she'll want to take care of you. (laughs) Make you pancakes. It's under the assumption she didn't fuck on the first date. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just like 
the there first, was a second date. No. <laughs> yeah, the, the first uh, trauma that I shared wasn't traumatic enough. So the second date, you got to want it up. So. What's your go-to drama? Uh, trauma, trauma. Probably uh time I fell off the jungle gym and my mom didn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> no, gosh, I just feel lame because I don't have cool trauma. I just have... Poor thing. <laughs> yeah. I just have, you know, just regular neglect, emotional neglect. And uh, what's that other thing? Yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> Satanic cult abuse. I don't know. <laughs> I um, wish I had some of that. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, that would be a nice, it'd be easier than telling the truth to just say Satanic cult abuse. Yeah. I always, I always sort of, I bring out like one of my medium sized traumas first. You know, it's, it's kind of like butt pluck training. You know, I gotta start them with something that can easily fit up their ass, you know? Because if I tell them, like, the really fucked up shit... Or no, honestly, I just start by talking about my week, because I work in the public school system, so... I just talk about my week. And then I say a few sentences, and just stare heavily into the mid-distance, and then that's that's the smallest butt plug of trauma that they're gonna get. But sometimes you can't you can't you can't just tell everyone your fucking traumas though. That's like Yeah. That's exhausting. Especially like some bitch on a TV show. Anyway, the whole date, it ends on a Ferris wheel, very festive, but then like the suicide hotline shit crosses the screen. And by that point, we forgot that he wanted to kill himself because his foot's fucked up. Yeah. It did kind of pop in. It was very 13 Reasons Why-ish. With a little warning that they did before every episode. It just kind of popped in there. I was like, this is, something's going to happen. Oh yeah, you never know. Like, kids are watching. They're going to kill themselves over their uh, Foursquare injuries. I'm trained to, whenever I see that warning, to expect blood. I'm glad it doesn't always happen, but I'm just trained to it. I know this isn't about 13 Reasons Why, but because they put it in the beginning of, like, The specific episodes where someone killed themselves, I was just like, something's going to get bad. Something's about to get hairy. It's like a old cable TV when they had the warning where it's just like, I'm going to see tits tonight. Or like uh, on Smart Guy when they said the N-word, mm. they had to put that warning in the... This is a very special episode. <laughs> and then Jesse takes too many caffeine pills and Zach has to talk her down. Oh, yeah. 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 Saved by the bell. Yep. I hate the way exposition is handled on this show. Like, oftentimes segments of the show will start off with just four guys hanging out on couches, like a 90s sitcom, and they're just talking about what happened yesterday and what might happen. And then one of them says, gee, it's really important to me to get a rose. Yeah, the, conversa- the conversation makes it appear as if they're not having any normal conversation when the camera's not on. Like, every time they talk, it's it seems like that's the first time they've talked since the last time we visually saw them talk. Yeah. Even though time has clearly gone by, you know, it's not... 
Yeah. Yeah, the one hour of this episode isn't taking place exactly after the last hour. So if a day passes in the show, it shows it off as if they've not spoken to each other at all. They're just in this area, not speaking. I bet it, that is the case, probably. That would be so stupid. I Like, don't they, like, film, like, 24 hours a day and, like... Right, but I'm sure they still talk and communicate in the time that the camera's not showing, but it's just their conversations are only pertaining to the things that they've shown on camera, which... Yeah. I get why they do that, but it just makes it come off as very unrealistic. It's very forced. It literally mm-hmm. is just exposition. Like, they could just have a host. You know, they could just have a previously on. Yeah. You know? But, All yeah. the conversations are very... Remember that... Remember that last time we were on TV? It seems like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember like, Chris S... Last I can't believe Chris S did that shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> that was that was a week ago. It's if they have not spoken about it in seven days, and they chose this moment to talk about it now. That yeah. is such bullshit. So Chris S. He's uh he's kind of bitter during the group date because he uh I I guess he was expecting his uh dick to be sucked just because he snitched out other dudes that Michelle actually has a physical sexual attraction with, and. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. He's such a little sad man. He says shit like, I went out on a limb. Well, it's because you have to climb a tree to make eye contact with her, Chris. <laughs> He's all like, I really got the short end of the stick. And it's like, uh, we got to save the big end of the stick for the taller guys. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, Chris S. And he always thinks that he's like somebody fucking special or whatever. And I'm like, you're Chris S. Like, you're not even Chris. There aren't any more Chris's left on the show, and you're still being called Chris S. <laughs> so I hate that, too. Because Chris Snake? Yeah, what was, what was this, elementary school? Like, why is there a... Yeah. yeah. Jeremiah C. Yeah, oh, there's Jeremiah B. Like, what the fuck? I like yeah. it when a teacher just, like, changes a kid's fucking name. Like, yeah. Takara, <laughs> we're not going to call you Lily anymore. We're going to call you Takara. Yeah. Takara. Because there's another Lily. Yeah, was there a Chris before? Can somebody be Christopher? Christoph. Chrissy. Christopherson. Sea Dog. Anyway, if anything about this podcast makes you want to kill yourself, for the love of God, Google Suicide Hotline. Yeah. Um, if your sports injury is getting you down because basketball is your identity. What do you think about guys that are like, who their uh, whole life story hinges on a sports injury from high school? What do you guys think about that? How does that make you feel as a man? I really liked Al Bundy's situation. (laughs) (laughs) Al Bundy, Hank Hill, they both kind of, yeah, I dig it. It's definitely like a male prototype. (laughs) Yeah, they just... Uncle Rico. Yeah, they'll never, they'll never be able to prove that they were the best. Yeah. yeah, like they have all their glory days up until the inner injury. Don't let any of that distract you from the fact that in 1966, Al Bundy ran four touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I keep referencing other TV shows, but I should stick, stick to the test. No, we go all over the place. Mm. Al Bundy's relevant here. Al Bundy taught yeah. us how to be a man. It was against Andrew Johnson High School. <laughs> so there's this one guy one of the white dudes his name is Clayton and the thing about Clayton is it's already been leaked that he's going to be the next Bachelor so far we have no idea why 
So I feel like at this point in the show, the editors are scrambling to make a fake. Clayton is the best timeline. The only conversation we see him have with Michelle is he's basically praising her like, you're such a strong black woman. And um, I really like that poem you wrote. And uh, oh, cool. I also have parents and I love my parents. <laughs> that, that's the crux of like, if you don't have a good trauma, you just go in for the I have parents belt plug which always fits because everybody has parents. Hitler had parents. Was like, did. If you're on the show, the good thing to do, if you once you've come to the point that I can't win, it's probably smart to start just going for the likable angle so maybe you can get your own season down the way. Yep, do the good edit. Yeah. Good guy edit. Yeah. Smart. Not yeah. Edit. But, like, don't tell everybody. That's what happened with that, like, the first day. Yeah, uh, don't keep a designated a folder yeah. <laughs> on how to get a good edit. He, like, had, like, stats and notebooks, like, with notes. Like, okay, this is how we should, uh, this is how I should act to get more screen time and shit like that. I don't get the reference. Is that from an older episode? Yeah, it's yeah. like the that. first day. Wow. He basically just kept a designated notebook, which personally, you know, call me crazy, but I like to keep a designated notebook on all my lovers. And if you think that makes me sound like a psycho, you should meet me when I don't keep a designated notebook. Then my thoughts are very disorganized. Neat. Yeah, maybe I should be keeping a notebook. On my lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple. But, yeah, this guy is on to something. I mean, how else are you going to keep him straight? Yeah. yeah. But you have to burn that if they're ever murdered because you're immediately a suspect. Oh, yeah. yeah, duh. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, but I keep a notebook <laughs> on everybody. And they just found out another one of them was like murdered at a gas station. Yeah, and then there's the, the whole Charlie whiteboard red tape but that's another tv show that's three different tv shows i've referenced (laughs) (laughs) they're all better than this one Mm. i can't believe those vikings in the football day got paid for this shit like what a good gig yeah those costumes are expensive (laughs) those are real pelts uh so what were they like that would make them cheaper well maybe they're like Maybe they had to, like, borrow them from actual... Vikings? Like, yeah, they had to borrow it from a museum. Huh. Or from, like, gutter punks that <laughs> just have that <laughs> I don't know if museums do that, but that's kind of cool. Like, I need yeah. to borrow this thing for... <laughs> I think they borrowed that shit from Party City. Hmm. Yeah. And they just, the costume department dolled it up. I'm Chris S., and they're the other guys. <laughs> so funny. So he loses the date. Um, this is the dude who got kicked out at the end, right? Or... In, like, the middle. Yeah. He interrupted the day. Yeah, that guy was a pussy. I didn't like him. Don't they do a weird fear factor challenge or something? They ate, like, the fish and the... They ate, like, all the weird stuff. Yeah, they ate, like, the worst part of the Asian superstore. Mm. Uh, It kind of reminded me of other people's Thanksgivings, you know? And you go over to someone's house and just, like... Oh, wow. Yeah, they ate a bunch of weird shit. (laughs) It was, like, pickled... No, not pickled. Um... Preserved herring, not preserved. What's the word? Uh, shit that the old sailors and anyway, oh yeah, they, salt tech. Basically fish. salted, yeah. Yeah, salted. You know whatever this fish is. Yeah. Uh, then they ate something it was like cheek and brain and something. It was weird. 
Yeah, and the whole time they're eating it, they're they're all talking like they're the front row of a Travis Scott concert. Like, I don't want this to kill me. Am I gonna die? Yeah, the one dude was just like straight up, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Respect. Um I missed that part. What was I doing? Watching something better. Yeah. Yeah, probably texting your ex girlfriend. Was uh did you see that lady out there? On her roller skates, was she still doing her TikToks? Outside. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we <laughs> fucked up her TikTok. I like walked by it and I almost stepped in dog shit. And I was like, oh, I almost stepped in dog shit. <laughs> Dude, people suck. I mean, I know they don't mean to suck so bad, but like, I just see people just letting their dog shit. And, like, they're looking around to make sure, like, nobody sees them. <laughs> Not clean it up. Um, so Chris S. is a donkey. He looks like a murderer. He sucks at Thanksgivings. He's very privileged. Hollywood broker. I don't even know what that does. Hollywood, <laughs> like, he pushes an eraser across a desk <laughs> all day in a suit. And uh, just erases people's finances and takes them for his own. I don't know what that is, but I feel it's whatever Christian Bale was doing in American Psycho for his regular job. Definitely American Psycho vibes. Mm. Yeah. But that's hot. Mm. Um, I'll just look at her ass, eat it. (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple times Michelle was wearing this very short green glittery dress that like there were a couple times she'd be like sitting on like stairs or a couch with some guy and then she gets up to do something and her ass would be like directly in the guy's face and they just have to live in that space power move yeah yeah she's Um, a very attractive lady she is a very attractive lady and some of the guys aren't that into her she's attractive she has a great job she's a fifth grade teacher fifth graders are the worst human beings on the planet so she doesn't take any shit. Like, she plays basketball, which is cool. And um, she's sad all the time, and she just allows men to disappoint her over and over and over again. Yeah, she makes herself weirdly unlikable in some situations, and in my roughly two hours with this young lady. <laughs> she seems very likable, but just certain things I'm like, I would not, I would not like to be in this situation with you. Like, what things... Like, she, okay, so, like, the dude, what, what's the, what's that fucking nerd's name? The one that got kicked out in the middle of the episode? Chris S. Yeah, I, I feel like she almost nurtures people's toxic behaviors. Like, maybe, I guess she can't see it because we're the viewers, so we kind of see everything, so I, I get that. But, like, there's, who's the one light-skinned dude that's, like, short, and they, like, they were at the top of the building, they were yelling, I love Minnesota. Brandon. Maybe I don't know. It or was the last person Rodney, that got. Rodney. It was the very last person that yeah, got. Yeah, the, the one that's kind of mm-hmm. like very stalker vibes, very crazy you man think vibes. So? Yes, and the, when in the beginning of the oh. second episode, I had to watch when he she picked someone for a single or for a one on one date. He you saw in his face like the pure <laughs> agony that went through it, and yeah, it, I mean, granted, again, we're watching it from home, so maybe she doesn't see it, but. You gotta yeah. feel it. Like, you're kind of nurturing these psycho vibes that are festering in this person. 
Yeah. He looks like a wish version of a bachelor contestant. <laughs> like it doesn't make her unlikable. Like maybe she's just too nice. She stood her ground against yeah. the one against American Psycho, so I appreciate that. But yeah, but she's so nice that she's gonna end up leading people. Along. Yeah, like when the one dude, the fucking Jersey Shore dude. Oh, Martin. Maybe. He has blonde hair. Yeah. Glasses. Bleach blonde hair, dude. Yeah, at the end, like, when he clearly said something she didn't like, she just didn't speak on it. She was just like, okay, and gave him a rose, like, with no explanation. There, that would have been your opportunity to be like, this is why, even though you said that thing that really rubbed me the wrong way, I still gave you a rose. Like, yeah. Yeah, he made some classic mistakes that guys make. So basically the way it happened is he was just talking about, like, oh, Michelle, you're so great. Great. And then he goes further, and he's like, you know, Minneapolis is dope. Dope. And then he goes further, you know, the girls from Miami, they're kind of high maintenance and shit. You know what I mean? And then she's like, um, no, I don't know what you mean, guy who gets his hair cut every one and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what does it mean for a woman to be high maintenance? And so Martin answers like a fucking Reddit user and he's just like, oh, you know, like, they just expect a man, you know, normally in relationships, it's the woman expecting the man to do literally everything. Which, you know, in my experience, when a man is supporting me, I'm expected to do a lot of shit. Like, I'm expected to do dishes, cooking, you know, and if I don't do those things, or even if I do do those things, it's he doesn't think of it like me supporting her as compensation. He still thinks, oh, she's a gold digger. When like, really, I mean, he's like a, he's a fucking beef Wellington digger. Like, what, what, what am I digging for? And so that was kind of, so she, she asked him again, well, woman versus man, what makes one high maintenance and the other high maintenance? And he's like, oh, men aren't high maintenance. <laughs> and... It's it rubs her so the wrong way, and yet she keeps him, and that's even after he said fucked up shit on their fucking racing date. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was, but she's constantly turned off and disappointed by this guy. Yeah, uh, hopefully he'll get it. Maybe uh, no, yeah, she's fucking up. <laughs> How do you guys define high maintenance, and what would high maintenance? A high maintenance man look like versus a high maintenance woman. I think high maintenance is dependent on your expectations of your partner. Realistically, if you have like this, if you're, I wouldn't say needy because I, I realize how that can be taken, but having just the expectation of this person to do everything you need done without being willing to reciprocate that. Yeah. Like when. I feel like what he was trying to say, and I'm not, God knows, I'm not trying to defend what he was trying to say, when he was saying they expect everything, like, I suppose a high-maintenance woman would be someone that expects you to pay for everything, do everything, that the traditional role that men have kind of had, the traditional stereotype, uh, stereo, um, stereotypical, stereotypical, yeah, yeah, stereotype. Of what a man is to have that expectation while also not being willing to do the stereotypical things that women are expected to do. Vice versa, a high-maintenance man 
is probably expecting all those stereotypical things of a woman while also not being willing to give the stereotypical things of a man. I expect you to be home barefoot and pregnant and cooking and cleaning, but also paying half the rent. Yeah, I'm not going to provide for you, really. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just somebody who expects the stereotypical things without being willing to give the stereotypical things. Yeah, like, I'm a queen or I'm a king, and then it's like everyone else, it's like tough titties. Right. Like, you should be paying 100% of the rent. There's no, I mean, realistically, relationships, whatever the hell works between those two people, as far as I'm concerned. But it's the expectation versus what you're willing to give, is what I think. I mean, it says you want more than you're giving. Yeah. You think you deserve it. It's the entitlement. Mm -hmm. Because this, like, no one person has anything that can't be provided by another person. So to be high maintenance in today's day and age is not in your best interest. That's true. We will replace you. It's very easy to be replaced as a man or a woman. You can't can't bargain with pussy. You can't bargain with (laughs) being willing to pay bills because there's always a dude who's willing to pay somebody's bills there's always a woman who's willing to have sex with a man like yeah nobody really has a high enough stock to be able to play that game gotta be like we're bringing you know we sort of complete each other with what we bring to the table Mm -hmm. uh what about you corridor what do you think high maintenance men and women uh i'd say um high maintenance men are you know, probably man children. It's like a mantra. Like a high maintenance man needs a mother, and a high maintenance woman just needs a dick with a bank account. You know. Also, I think expecting different body standards. Like when one party expects their partner to be like fucking gorgeous, but then they don't even you know, take care of their hygiene or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's gross. Yeah, high-maintenance people need somebody else to, like, maintain them (laughs) because they don't know how to maintain themselves. Oh, so now you're talking about, like, codependence. Yeah, they're just actual maintenance. (laughs) Oil changes. (laughs) Yeah. Man, I rode this one bitch. She needed an oil change like every five miles. I was like, <laughs> bitch, you're leaking. We can't be together. You're too bad. Is that transmission fluid? <laughs> yeah, or like someone who, yeah, the whole emotional needy thing. Like someone who needs you to drop what you're doing and um, put a band aid on it no yeah. matter what. I've experienced a lot of that with guys. And then I've also been too high maintenance for people. Like, I'm just, like, I just have. Like, uh, especially at times I'm not really financially able to go 50-50 on a date. It's like they have to kind of put in more first than is even necessarily fair. All of them are down for, but that's just how it is. I think Chris S. looks like a mall shooter. A mall shooter? Uh, I think he looks like the... Financial advisor played by Will Smith in The Pursuit of Happiness, except it's more like The Pursuit of Ha Ha Penis. Because <laughs> I just assume his penis is dumb. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was horrifying. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> this is brought to y'all by COVID. Yeah, we all got it.
So she's settling for a lot of subpar relationships. And I always hate to see that shit because I don't think any woman should tolerate a relationship that is any less passionate than the song Adorn by Miguel, which I'm pretty sure is about ejaculating on a woman. Um, she could speak for herself, so that's why she doesn't like Chris S. speaking for her or interrupting her date with Hot Nate. Like, she, she basically tells him that he's not even a man, right? She's kind of, she dressed him down pretty solid, especially with the guy who... I don't know the other people on the show, but that's kind of my winner. I feel like that guy wins. Oh, is gonna win. The show's not over. Gay Chris Brown. <laughs> Nate. Nate. <laughs> Whoever she was on the second date. That Chris interrupted. If I'm an outside on the, if I'm an outside looking in type guy, that's that's my Yeah. I got yeah. three people I'm like, this person's gonna win and that I get winner winning vibes the strongest from that. He passed yeah. the white chick friends on a boat test. That's what gave it to me. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Yeah, dude wins, I think. <laughs> How soon do y'all meet the partner's friends? If you don't already... I guess if you already know them, then you already know their friends, but... Um... I don't know. Depends on the partner, honestly. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't want to meet their friends at a boat. That just feels too Chappaquiddick to me. Chappaquiddick? Yeah, like Ted Kennedy. He hid it in Chappaquiddick. She died. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to be out in the water with <laughs> some people that make more money than me. <laughs> um, so I, I actually kind of had my money on Rodney because in my mind, it was like sometimes it's safer to go for the ugly guy. But I think that's a trap. Is it's that a crazy. trap? It's too crazy. These two, I get that they don't get to watch this. I mean, they probably watch it after the fact. But if she goes back and watches this, she's going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a red flag. But dude, <laughs> she's got very... Something about him was off. I didn't like it. I don't plan to. In, I don't plan to watch more to find out. But I don't. I don't think it's him. Yeah. But like that's gonna be the guy that when he gets eliminated, it's gonna have a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Suicide hotline. If you're thinking yeah, about killing yourself, that. they're gonna show that number again. <laughs> Rewatch this episode until it gets to the suicide hotline part, and then stop. For the love of God, stop watching. Yeah, he was. He was. You could see it in his eyes. You can. I mean. I've always been a firm believer that reality dating TV shows are only so real, which I'm sure most people are cognizant of, but you can see it in his eyes. Like, this guy, it's real to him, damn it. Like, he's, he's, everything is real for him. He's crazy. He's hinging on this. He needs this win, and I don't think he's going to get it. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put out a whole, like, 10-minute Taylor Swift-style music video about this in, like, 12 years. Yeah, that was, he, he was far too, he's far too loving of this woman that he doesn't know that well. I like Rick. He uh, he has long eyelashes. He's, I think, the only interesting white dude left at this point. And he kind of talks like this. And, you know, he really makes that eye contact. That guy's not white, is he? Uh, he's from Iowa. So maybe he's, like, oh. white and native. So the guy that was wearing the blue suit at the end, they kind of went on, like, a little mini date. At the end. Or they were, like, the first person that she went on the date with before everybody... Oh, yeah, she had a mini date with him that was really romantic. Was it, like, the first one she went on with the white dude? Kind of weird, clothish hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks a little crazy. Something about him. He's from a Iowa, Iowa town of 5,000. I've already picked my winner. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Nate. It's a dude with the nose ring that she went on the date with. With the, with the white friends on the boat. Yeah, Nate. Nate. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It's him. It's yeah. him. 
Jeremiah, when are you gonna apply for what? The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah the Bachelor. Oh, God. You should be on that. Absolutely not. You're oh, eligible. I'm what? You're eligible. By what standards do you have to be? Oh, you got to like, be willing to be on TV. That's gonna be the yeah. only thing that they need for you to be on the show. You got a job. Oh. Uh. You're an entertainer. I don't have that kind of patience to be on that show. Yeah. Nothing against. Uh, no. No. Yeah, you shouldn't. I don't know how real it is. I hope. You she get. finds somebody, but I don't want to be on that. I would never want to. I would never want to be on a dating show of all shows. That'd be the worst. They're gonna see the worst of you, and even at your best, you look stupid. So there's no but way to come out of that unscathed. You get twenty five hundred dollars, no matter what. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> don't, don't no. You don't. I don't know if twenty five hundred dollars is enough to. I would be willing to spend twenty five hundred dollars to a race looking like an idiot on TV for an entire season if you last. <laughs> Yeah, Good. and you gotta keep your job and shit. Yeah. And yeah. then if you last, but you're not into it, like, you can't just sort of be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Martin's still here. I feel like Martin is only still here because producers need to keep him there, and that's, like, weighing on her. Because Martin is just, like, like stop red flagging all over her leg. Like, red mm-hmm. flag over in that potted plant. Like, you're red flagging all over the place, dude. That's the, yeah. the trainer, personal trainer. Is he? Yeah. Is he? Not the dude we were talking about earlier. The, yeah, he's got blonde hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a shaved and a weird thing. And he's like, yeah. you know, Miami girls are so high maintenance. Oh, yeah. And I you know, I bet if, like, a woman didn't, like, forgot to wax her pussy one week or whatever, he'd just be like, oh, yeah, I can't deal with that. But now he's all, like, complaining about how they're high maintenance. And it's like, probably because you're a dick. Then he caught himself, <laughs> like, my... my frustration with him i got a weird frustration with every person who spoke for longer than 30 seconds in the show his was he wasn't willing to commit to his own bit yeah he started off kind of like i feel this way he's like no but this isn't what i get from you then he started he backpedaled and tripped over himself that was yeah which is why i was surprised he got to go ahead yeah she got rid of guys that we haven't really seen before like hot nice guys that we know nothing about there was the one black dude i've I don't think he spoke. I don't think he got any speaking lines in this episode. Yeah, I don't think he spoke at all. Yeah, like, I, I didn't hear him talk once. At least the one white dude who got eliminated, he spoke a little bit, but yeah, I forgot. They kept showing him like a weird background Simpsons character. He was there every time, but he just did nothing. Uh, Hell if I know. <laughs> I don't think they even said his name. Oh, Alu is still there. Alu, he's very muscle bound. He makes her eat Ethiopian food at one point, I think. There was two dark skinned dudes. It was the dark skinned dude with the glasses. Yeah, he didn't say anything. I don't I think he spoke no idea a word in the is. two episodes I watched. He was the least um, important character of the season. I didn't know there was another dark guy. Yeah, well, he was just, you know, hiding in the shadows the whole time. I think he was an industry plant. Just like I think. Clayton is a false timeline. I think this is a horrible episode of Sliders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, what do you think the coolest sport is to play on a date? Let's go with that one, because she does play the sport. So if you had to play sports on a date, what would y'all do? Bowling. If you ask Zach Stacy, it's boxing. <laughs> That's probably a very ill-timed joke. <laughs> I'm glad they caught him. That's what I'm trying to say. Bless. Hmm. Mm. Ski ball. 
Yeah, no, no, basketball, like, but not regular basketball. The little like Dave and Buster's basketball thing where it moves and stuff. Chuck E. Cheese, shit. yeah, Chuck E. Cheese basketball. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Um, bowling is good. I I really like going bowling. Yeah. At one point, like Raymond Ace and all them were like going bowling regularly, and that was really dope. Yeah, I want to go bowling. Has he been on the show before? No, not yet. We want to get him on. Hmm. Yeah. So I want to see you get him to watch an episode of The Bachelor. That's what I want to see. Oh yeah, he's dude. He's such a. I'm not gonna say he's a misogynist, but he will. He like he's kind of a Martin. Hmm. As far as just like uh yeah. Anyway, but uh, I think yeah, bowling or also like basketball, but just like shooting hoops and talking. Some beers and shooting hoops. Would putt be putt fun. golf. Can't get putt down putt with putt mini putt golf. Though mm. so it rem- it makes me think of the Good Burger movie. Okay. That was a good date. That was a good TV date. There hasn't been a very many good TV dates. If nothing else comes from your mind over the last <laughs> nope. twenty six years of cinema, that's <laughs> it. Good Burger, yeah. nineteen ninety five classic hit, Good Burger, <laughs> starring Kel Mitchell and Keenan Thompson. Does anyone have any closing arguments? Uh, yeah, this episode was just filler. Yeah, I was packing peanuts. What about you, Jeremiah? I did not like, I did not like the show. So she was on, <laughs> she's been, so I, I did like a little bit of studying, like to, you know, because I like to come prepared. So she was on The Bachelor before? Yeah, she was a contestant on Matt James' season. He's historically the first black Bachelor ever. See, I knew about that, but I actually heard about that while not studying for the show. Then he like ended up picking like a chick who ended up being kind of incidentally racist yeah you know he just yeah. prefers racists that's just his preference yeah, okay he, he can't help it and just they like, got back together too some people prefer oh, Asians, i didn't know that they some didn't people prefer racists. yeah he picked the racist chick over the chick who got her own season yeah that's why you get your own season it's like pity this is a <laughs> yeah, all right no well, um yeah no i mean she's she's dope i'd ask her out I think she likes Joe because Joe has that basketball injury, so she can kind of win. Yeah, didn't she like smoke his ass when they were playing? I mean, they weren't, <laughs> they were going full on. Yeah. My favorite part of the episode, I don't know why, like I was rooting very much so against the snitch dude, uh, Chris. I didn't like him at all, but there was just this brief moment at the end where, and, and because I'm, I'll watch TV shows and I know that a thing isn't going to happen. And sometimes just in my mind it plays and it happens anyway. But when she kind of dressed him down for like a split second, I wanted on the NBC hit TV show Bachelorette for him to just look at her and just go, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I don't. I knew from the bottom of my heart, 100% it wasn't going to happen. But it would have just made my whole day if he had said they had just had his parting shot on the way out. He was the bad guy. He was in the wrong 100%. I didn't want him to win. It would have just entertained me if he had took a parting shot on his way out. That did kind of happen on one season with the oldest bachelorette ever, oh, aka man. the O-Boat, Claire Crawley. So this is actually a guy from Mobile. Okay. Um, so I was kind of rooting for him at first, just mm-hmm. out of 
xenophobia, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he was sort of clashing heads with her because he actually is a single dad and stuff. And she's Mm -hmm. just kind of a hysterical 40-year-old. Okay. He's always telling kids, I mean, telling telling her younger boyfriends, like, I would never want you as the father of my child. And it's like, bitch, you don't even have kids. <laughs> like, what children? I'm going to go back home to my daughter. And so that's what, kind of what happens with this guy. His name is Yosef or something. And he says to her, after she tells him to fuck off, basically... You know, I expected a lot more maturity from the oldest bachelorette of all time. Yeah, see, I would... I like that. Accurate. It's going to look petty, but I would just appreciate, like, that last little part. Even if you're you're in the wrong, which, I mean, you shouldn't do, but since this TV show's made for entertainment, that would entertain me if you took a parting shot. Because everything she said was so spot on. She's like, I'm already a woman. I'm a woman of color. People speak up for me. I want someone to support me. Yada, yada, yada. And then... You know, all valid points that she reserves the right to make and she should make given the situation. But being as how I truly believe he learned nothing from that, if he would have showed that he learned nothing from that, it was just like, nah, I'm not going to do any of that. (laughs) I I don't know why it would have made me laugh. I mean, he's going to go not do it. He's going to, they never change. I know. I just, again, just like a solid (laughs) fuck you would have. The first Black Bachelorette ever, they had a lot of problems because there were some guys on there that were straight up like dog whistle racists. And so they had more black men than ever, Mm -hmm. but they're not used to casting black men. So like they did just a really all over the place job with casting. So you have this guy, he's literally a wrestler and this little white Southern guy keeps like race baiting him and like putting him in positions where he gets angry because he's the bigger, blacker guy, Mm -hmm. looks even worse and uh, she had to basically kind of keep her mouth shut about that until the end. And then she just told everyone the fuck off. And kudos to them for casting as many black people as they do. Because this is definitely a show I don't feel like was very high watch numbers in the African-American demographic. But I don't feel like I've ever... Yeah. Phil, you're my only black friend I know that's ever watched <laughs> <laughs> The Bachelorette. And I'm now the second black person, I believe, that's ever of watched The Bachelorette. <laughs> So. Breaking down barriers. I mean, not for long, because I don't think I'm going to keep up with it. So. Yeah, he they likes his their, barriers. They lost their viewership there. Uh, yeah, so the whole the whole we have to make the Bachelor less racist thing came about, because it used to be they it would all be like really boring, like blonde, like a Whole Foods hot people. Mm-hmm. And then they'd have like a couple black people that were just really spectacular and you had to be both like gorgeous, interesting, amazing job. And so you'd show up there, fucking astrophysicist. We were too good to be on the show. actually. Yeah. And so you had to be that. And then ultimately like, even if the white woman wanted to make out with you for a few episodes, she's going to pick a white husband. Mm. And that's how it always was. And then they had a very clumsy job making it more mixed race now they're starting to get better at that. Um, but then I think that's a big reason that the next Bachelor is Clayton, the white guy who has parents. Yeah, The ultimate Viking. The ultimate Viking winner. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they have to go for someone like that. He doesn't even have a good job. We're losing numbers. We've got to get people back. So, yeah, and I guess he's attracted this to... This is a flavor of love. He's attracted <laughs> to black girls so they can still keep some black characters on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all... It's going to come down to whether he wants mixed kids or not. Have they, have they had an Asian bachelor or bachelorette? Nope. Hispanic? No. 
They've had vaguely his. Oh, they had like Juan Pablo, but he was like a blonde Brazilian. American native? No. Middle Eastern? They had this one guy named Pardeep who was from India. He got eliminated night one, but he was oh. so popular on the Bachelor Reddit just because, uh, like, most people in the world are Indian or Chinese. And so there's a whole fanship dedicated to this guy, Pardeep, who barely got, didn't really, even really get a speaking part mm-hmm. just because they're like, he got one rose. I'm going to check him out. And they hang their hat on that. He had kind of a fat face, so he was never going to get through because this show is shallow. Wow, that was not yeah. very many letters to, for him to pop up. <laughs> yeah, he must be popular. Yeah, they love party, so they're gonna have to put some more. That's oh, uh, a handsome fellow. South Asians on there for sure. That hair. I <laughs> see. Yeah, he is cute. He's know, super cute. His fucking hair. Holy. What's up, Pardeep? He should have fucking won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not that. You're not gonna be able to breed hair like that from anybody else. Yeah, exactly. She wants beautiful babies. Which this is a eugenic show. At the end of the day, like, what do you want your babies to look like? Yeah, Jesus Christ, hair. Well, not as a person, but I feel like I have pretty nice hair. You guys got some good hair. <laughs> Kudos. I'm bad hair. Well, it's getting. It's not Pardeep's hair. I mean, if that's, yeah. what we're, if that's what you're fighting for. I don't yes. have Pardeep's hair. We all have bad hair by comparison. Pardeep's grandma's hair. <laughs> I look like a wet cat. My shit's crispy. <laughs> I need product. <laughs> I need a haircut. A four-year-old girl threatened to come to my house and cut my hair because I need a haircut. Are you okay? No. <laughs> no. That was that was the first school shooting this week. Oh, shit. I don't know how Michelle as a teacher um, is walking away from her students right actually, now. It's actually pronounced school defending yourself. <laughs> school ground standing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did it for the TikTok views. All right, I think that's pretty much it for Comedians Ruin, the Bachelor Tit podcast, the show where I waste Jeremiah's time like it's a sport. <laughs> we passed delicious places to eat. I'll grab food on the way home. Fuck yeah. So. All right, y'all. Stay cool, especially Pardeep. Bye. Stay horny. Yeah, get horny for Paradise Island. Is that what's next or is The Bachelor next? I think it's the Clayton Bachelors next. So we're going to have like some white television programming as like a palate cleanser. If you're taking any suggestions, please go back and rewatch Flavor of Love. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Daisy of Love, which is where a reject stripper from the Brett Michaels show that was out around that same time. Okay. She finds love. It's a bunch of homeless, like <laughs> hobo fighters. Hobo fighters turned fake MMA guys with alcohol problems, and she's just getting abused by all of them. Wait, physically? Are they showing this? No, not physically, just like emotionally. Like the guy she's the hottest for is the one that's always like making her cry and saying weird shit like, Mm. oh, you know, my dad kicked me out because he and he lied to the police and said that I beat him up. Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that ridiculous, Daisy? And she's just gonna like, oh, I'm gonna go chill with my other friends. And then he's just like, why can't she let me be vulnerable? And it's like, because you sound like a guy who beat up his dad. Yeah. Flavor of love is good though. (laughs) It was it was a TV show. 
It was a show that existed. <laughs> There's a time in American history where 20 women, about 10 of them were really, really attractive. And 10, like, normal attractive. Yeah. Fought to date Flavor Flav, public enemy fame. And that... Yeah. And that real thing. one bitch spit in that other bitch's face. She did in New York, Aww. yeah. She spit, she spit in the one chick tried to microwave Fucking a chicken. Pumpkin. Like a whole raw chicken. She tried to microwave it. Somebody shit on the floor. <laughs> it was a wild time. Take me back to 2003. Uh, it reminds me of my freshman year of college in New Orleans. It was not unusual. Which for part do I need to know? Shit on the floor, oh, like, because okay. like New Orleans, like eighteen year olds, especially back then, could pretty much drank. So, mm-hmm. uh, and there were strippers. So that's sort of that. Anyway, you know that's it. Martin sucks. I like Rick. Nate is probably gonna win, or Joe. Oh, yeah, that was the other guy I could see when in the ball. Dude, I said there was three people. It was the two dudes from the dates. Uh-huh. Oh, Brandon. Who's that? Which one was that? Oh, he's, he's the one. He always, like, steals a kiss, and she's like, straight fish, Brandon. Oh, yeah. The, I don't know what the he's, hell. He's, like, he turtleneck was. and crosses, really yeah. light skin. Yeah, I could see. That buttery was, skin. yeah. I was surprised he didn't get like a little rose at the end of their little weird one-on-one that they had. He's kind of cocky-ish. He gives me strong rock wearing the turtleneck in the 90s vibes. <laughs> yeah, that's my third pick. It's going to be one of those three. I will come back after a winner's decided and collect more tea. <laughs> like she definitely likes black men, which is kind of refreshing just because there's a long history of them having a black lead. The black lead always picks the white person. Yeah. Wait, how many so, black leads have they had? Uh, yeah, because they had two black women, one black dude. So she's the fourth one. Mm. They always feel pressured to pick a black person, and when they so the, one of the last dates, they go meet like three different people's parents, mm-hmm. and the black bachelor or bachelorette will always sit down with like the stately, seen it all grandparents of the black contestant, and have that hard conversation about. Oh, like, what's it like the pressure being the first, being a black whatever, mm-hmm. and all oh, the pressure to pick a black person, and they have to have that conversation with the fucking, with their fucking badass civil rights grandparents, and then they go and they pick the racist, huh. or the white person. Or both, okay. Hmm. It's a reality show. It's just about the worst parts of ourselves. All right. Why do racists have to be so sexy? Because <laughs> it's those poofy southern dresses. I've never seen a hot racist, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure I've known a hot racist. I just didn't know they were. I didn't know they were racist. Yeah, that's how they hide among us. Mm, the poofy dresses. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the yeah the, the, the daughter the, from um, trail maids. The daughter from um, Prince, Princess and the Frog. I mean, I don't think she was racist, but the white one. Yeah. So they definitely didn't. The poofy dresses. They never really outright said that Tiana's mom worked for them, but they it was very, very much applied. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, given the time period, like, it was... Oh, we're friends. Yeah, he's just my best friend, Tiana. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's like when rich white people in Mobile will talk about their nannies, and mm-hmm. they'll just, like, overstress. We're so close, you know? She wet-nursed me. 
as if like that would have just happened incidentally, like if they just met on the street. Yeah. <laughs> that happened in uh, Chucky. If you watch, you watched uh, the new Chucky TV series. No, I've not. They had a cleaning lady that like Chucky kills. Spoiler, but they, mm-hmm. and they're like, she was so close to the family, and they're like, does she have any other relatives? They're like, I think. She had a brother. I'm like, where did she live? Uh... <laughs> it, was, it was funny. It's a good show. Another TV show. Another TV show better than this one. Texts are really good. I've like, been binge watching it. It's Chucky? Yeah, it's the just Chucky about the, the doll Chucky from Child's Play. Oh, He's got like, his own TV show now. Is it like an origin story? No. Or am I, are we going on too far? With no, we're fine. No, no. <laughs> this, this kid finds him, so... They've had like a hundred movies now. I don't know how the last one ended, but he yeah. finds a Chucky doll at like a, at like a, where the hell does he find? I don't remember where he finds him. <laughs> and for whatever reason, Chucky doesn't want to kill this kid. I feel like in one of the movies, he's come to a point where he knows he's not going to switch into a body anymore. So he's just kind of content. Okay. And he's kind of like, kind of just weirdly has his kids back for some reason. They haven't gone into why. But it's like modern day. He's had the kid. He's been married. They're after all the movies. It's just 2021 Chucky. This kid finds him and he just has some weird connection. Maybe he's just ready to settle down. When people fuck with this kid, he kills him. That's all he tries to. It's kind of the thing. But he won't kill the kid or at least he hasn't shown the intent to. Men are all about timing if you want them to to marry you or have your back and kill people on your behalf. Like he's not just going to do it because you pressure him. It's going to be the right time. Like, he's killed a lot of people. He's over it. He's tired. You have a really nice mattress. This could be his... <laughs> Sorry. Toy Story situation. This podcast is brought to you by Flownings. <laughs> it works. A flow right into that maze. What? Uh, is it streaming or... It's on Hulu. Oh, it's on Alright, I guess that's going to be it, folks. No, wait. What? We should talk about uh, Monkey Assassin. No, I'm I'm just kidding. Monkey? What's that? It's just another show on Hulu. Oh, the new Marvel show. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I want to watch that. It's not called Monkey Assassin, but there's a <laughs> monkey that's murdering people, and it's a Marvel thing. Cause... Monkey Assassin, <laughs> coming to a to a antenna made out of a coat hanger near you. <laughs> what the hell is it called? Hit Monkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just said that out loud into a microphone. Hit Monkey. Hit Tack Monkey. It doesn't take much to make a show. It's not 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. A vengeful Japanese snow monkey and the ghost of an American assassin cut down Tokyo's underworld. That is the description of the show. It's probably gonna be sick. It's already four episodes in. Who do you think it's gonna be? So the top three that she fucks. So I guess we've agreed she's gonna fuck Joe. She's gonna fuck Nate. Let me look at these nerds again. Okay. I think she's gonna. I think she wants to fuck Rick because she wants to. Well, my instinct as a podcaster watching Rick, like I just want to record his voice. And then play it through a speaker and then sit on the speaker. Well, he just says, like, yeah, oh, my dad died and all oh, that really affected everything. I don't know which one that was. Which one was right? He's white with the coiffy hair. Ah. Yeah. He's got eyebrows for days. 
Okay, let me see. There's Chris, there's Nick, there's Ed. Wait, are these the same people? I don't recognize any of these people. Okay. I feel like Rodney eats pussy like a guy with multiple restraining orders in different counties. Is that, was that good? Desperate. Oh, okay. I mean, you'll get off. But? Then he'll think you're in love. Oh. Like, she came on my face, it's real love. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, I was drunk. <laughs> okay, okay. The guy's laughing. Okay, Brandon? Yeah, he's chain and turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Joe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Nate with a Y, gross. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Nate. Mm, That's right. why he gets along with white girls on a boat, because he's got a white girl spelling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yep, those are my picks. All right, what about you, Corridor? Uh, Brandon. That would be cool if Illumidate, uh made it. Isn't that his name? Oh, yeah. Or Olu. Um. Yeah. Or, or I like to call him, oh, woo, when he takes his shirt off. Yeah. That would get old. That's why I'm single. Um, and then, uh... Joe? Yeah, Joe's pretty cool. Rick's pretty chill. I'd fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. I think Pardeep's gonna come back. What a vengeance. Dude. Pardeep's gonna come back and kill Martin. 